Now there's one human characteristic, one human emotion that is probably the single biggest inhibitor to us achieving the things that we want to in our speech and in our lives overall. And that inhibitor is fear. So let's talk about it. In today's episode, I'm gonna share three fears that keep you and I from being fluent. I'm gonna show you what they are, why we struggle with them, and finally, and most importantly, how to overcome them and how to use and understand these fears and then be able to extract from that the plan and the path forward so that we can overcome stuttering, build lives of fluency, and really create the lives that we want to create. Now, very quickly, before we get started, I want to give you a gift, and it is my free Stop Stuttering workshop. This is a 45-plus-minute workshop to help you overcome stuttering, build a life of incredible fluency and confidence, and it's 100% free. So be sure to check it out. You can find it at speakyourmindmethod.com. It's plastered all over the website. You can't miss it there. Or if you're watching on YouTube, just click the link in the description. Again, it's my Stop Stuttering workshop, and it's 100% free. So... The three fears that keep you and I from being fluent speakers. Now, I was inspired to talk about this topic after I read a book a couple months ago. I read a book called The Art of Nonconformity by Chris Guilbo. It's spelled G-U-I-L-L-E-B-E-A-U. Chris Guilbo, The Art of Nonconformity. And in that book, he put forward these three fears that I'm going to talk about today. And we're going to discuss them as we often do when we talk about books. We're going to discuss them through the lens of stuttering and overcoming it and becoming fluent speakers. So there's one or two of these, especially one particular fear here that is going to probably surprise you. You probably haven't really thought about it before, and that's why it's so interesting. Okay, so let's get started. The first fear on this list of three fears is the most common, the most understood, and that is the fear of failure. So what is the fear of failure? We all have experienced it. We all know what it is, but let's just delve a little deeper into it. It is the fear of investing time, the fear of investing money, the fear of investing energy into something and getting nothing in return. It's the fear of asking a girl on a date and being told no. It's the fear of, of going out and, and trying to expose yourself and, and put yourself in situations where you perhaps have stuttered in the past, but you're working on overcoming it. So you're like, I'm going to push through it. I'm going to put myself out there and make myself vulnerable. And then you feel like you've embarrassed yourself and then you feel like you fail. It's or it's at least it's the fear of that, right? That is such a driver that keeps us from really making the growth and the improvements and the changes that we want and need to make. Now, why do we experience the fear of failure? I mean, again, this is the more obvious fear of the three, but a, an important point here is that trying something and then failing at that thing feels more painful than not trying it at all. Let me repeat that. Trying something, putting myself out there, and then not getting the desired result feels more painful, at least in the short term, than it does to not try at all. And going back to the analogy or the example of if you ask a girl on a date, in the short term, it feels better to just not even risk that insecurity and not even risk that embarrassment or whatever other emotions you might be scared of that you're about to face. Now, notice that I'm saying short term. There are very, very much long term negative ramifications that are much, much worse when we ignore the things that we know we need to do or we suppress those challenges that are put into our lives. 
But this is still a very real and understood thing that when we go about our lives, it does hurt more in the short term to try something and then fail than it does to not try it at all. There's just less resistance, less short-term pain. And this is why we usually default to inaction. We default to sitting on the couch and not doing anything about that little bug in the back of our, our brain or, the, or our conscience, whatever you want to call it, that is pulling us, that is beckoning us to go and pursue whatever it is that we feel compelled to go pursue. We are afraid of the pain of failure. And another reason that we experience the fear of failure is we simply don't want to be perceived and looked at as a fool. We don't like looking like a fool. And this is totally understandable. And this is why there's so much resistance to learning how to play an instrument or go to an open mic or actually display your talents or put out a video online of you performing maybe an artistic skill of some kind. You kind of want to hoard it and keep it to yourself because you don't want other people to think that you're a fool or to think that you don't know what you're doing or to look down on you. And it's the same thing if you're going to a gym for the first time or you show up to a new job for the first time. If you kind of feel like a fool, like you don't know what you're doing, you feel like an imposter. And these are all things that we fear when we are trying to change our speech and hence change our lives is we are afraid of failure. And this is a very, very, very real thing. Okay, so that is an outline of what the fear of failure is. But now let's get to the important part. How do you actually overcome the fear of failure? Well, the first thing is you don't fight the fear. You don't kill the fear because you're not going to kill it. It is a natural response. Instead, you got to rise above it. Obviously, it's much easier said than done. I can sit here on any podcast any day and I can say that. But it's much harder to actually do that and to repeatedly do that day after day, week after week. But this is the reality. We need to not fight the fear. Rather, we need to rise above it. We need to feel the fear, but then go and change our lives anyway. This is what it takes when you're trying to overcome stuttering. You feel the fear of failure. Maybe there's a program that you want to invest in that you want to spend money on or a plan or a routine that you really want to you want to start practicing more and putting yourself through and really working on these skills that I teach you through my workshop and my YouTube videos and my podcast but again the key to all of this is you don't fight the fear it's going to be there you're going to feel it but what really matters is that you rise above it you develop a why you develop this understanding and the, you, you create a vision of this is what I want my life to look like. This is why I want to overcome stuttering and be a fluent speaker. And then you go and put that into action. That is how you defeat the fear. You rise above it. Now, another way or another key point here when it comes to overcoming this fear of failure is that you need to commit to a plan that gives you direction and keeps you accountable. And this is why I give you my free workshop, Stop Stuttering Workshop, on my website or if you're on YouTube, it's the link in the description. I give that away for free because I want everyone who comes across my content to have free access without giving me their credit card or doing anything. It's 100% free. So I want you to have that because that gives you an immediate opportunity 
to enact a plan, to go and put yourself through a systematic approach and a daily routine and all that good stuff. It's very important because that is what is going to help you overcome is when you can start to build that that daily routine, you start to build a plan and a system so that you're then developing your own little set of habits that can rise above the fear of failure. Because if you have a routine, it's much easier to do it if you've started to become more comfortable inside of that routine and doing it maybe at a particular time every day, you get into the flow and the groove of doing it, it becomes easier. And that then expands out to basically crushing the fear of failure because what will inevitably happen is you'll start to see the results, you'll start to see, you'll start to see the improvements. And then that then all feeds into the positive aspects of this to where the fear of failure becomes less and less strong. And then finally, one more reality about how we can overcome the fear of failure is you need to understand what I call the law of improvement. And what the law of improvement basically states is that if you never stop improving, excellence or transformation is inevitable. If you never stop improving, transformation is inevitable. Doesn't matter what the curve looks like. It's bumpy. For most people, it's bumpy when you're working on your speech and you're trying to become fluent. It's not going to look like this, but it is going to look more like this. But if your mindset and your focus is on, I'm never going to stop improving. I don't care how many times I get off the tracks. I'm always going to get back on the tracks. If you have that mindset, if you decide that, look, I'm never going to stop improving then transformation is inevitable if you actually go and put that to work. Because that's math. That's math, man. If you never stop improving, you're going to reach a certain pinnacle. You're going to reach a certain point where that transformation becomes inevitable. Okay? So that is how you overcome the fear of failure is by getting your hands dirty, going, working on a plan. Maybe that's opting into my 30-day sprint program. Maybe that's just doing the free stop stuttering workshop. Whatever you choose to do, you have to get a plan. You need some sort of system that you can follow, that you can start building so that you actually have a foundation for you to be able to sustain you in the long run. And just kind of doing it on a whim is not going to sustain you. You need a concrete foundation. And that is why a plan is so important. And that's why I talk about it all the time. Okay, so that's the fear of failure. This is a real fear. And we've all struggled with it. We all understand it very acutely. Now, let's move on to the fear that you probably haven't thought of, or at least this doesn't get nearly as much attention as the fear of failure. And that is the opposite side of the coin of the fear of failure, which is the second fear, and that is the fear of success. The fear of success. Most people don't realize how powerful and how debilitating this fear can be. So first off, what is the fear of success? Well, it's the fear of how people will respond to you if you succeed. You might not think you have this fear, but you probably do. It's usually a bit hidden It's not as obvious as some of the other fears we we experience. So the fear of success is also, it's the fear of achieving something, but then feeling like a fluke or a fake. Like you feel like you didn't deserve it. It's the fear of success. 
And again, you might push back and say, I don't have the fear of success. I just want to succeed. And I have no fear about that whatsoever. But we all experience this at least to some degree, especially because the fear of success is is embedded inside of the final fear, which I'll get into, which is the third one that we'll talk about. This is a part of that. But now let's discuss, okay, the fear of success, apparently it's a thing. Why do we experience the fear of success? Well, it's because the higher you climb, the farther you might fall. So we know this, right? If you succeed in climbing a mountain or a steep cliff, or if you're a rock climber of some sort, or you're an an adrenaline junkie, and you like doing things that are kind of on the edge and very dangerous. If you succeed in achieving something or climbing something, the danger to that and the fear that we experience in that is actually a fear of success. Because the higher we get, then the farther we fall. And that's a very real fear. And you you see this with celebrities all the time, right? Celebrities who they rise up the ladder and then become very famous and very well-known But their personal lives then become so public, and then because of how high they're placed on that pedestal in the public eye, if something goes awry in their lives and that becomes public, they often just completely crumble psychologically because they were placed at such a high place that the fall was like detrimental to them. And so... You know, I, I I hope that you're starting to understand what I'm talking about when I say the fear of success. And one of the great examples of this is a lot of different cultures and societies have a phrase that is similar to this. But you've you may have heard something of the sort where there's a Japanese phrase that goes, the nail that sticks out gets hammered down first. Right? The nail that sticks out gets hammered down first. And when you succeed at something, it's kind of what you're doing. You're sticking out. You're a nail that is not being like everybody else. So if you're in a sea of stutters and you decide to be that one who who sticks out and says, no, I'm going to succeed. I'm going to become a fluent speaker. Then you become a target. Then even if people don't explicitly tell you, especially other people who stutter, maybe they don't explicitly to your face make you feel bad or insecure about it. But this is a real thing. We as human beings, we tend to be very tribal, very insecure. We don't like when other people succeed because it feels like it's at our expense somehow, even though it's not even. That's not even true. But I, but I think what it actually is, more than anything, is if we are in a similar situation as somebody else and this other person succeeds and comes out the other side, but we're still stuck in the mud We see that as a judgment and as a reflection of ourselves that why wasn't I able to do that? So, and because of that, a lot of people then develop resentment and even if they don't admit it, they kind of hate the people who overcome the thing that they deep down truly wanted to overcome themselves, which leads to deeper resentment because then you hate the very ideal that you wish to be. But anyway, we're going down some deeper philosophical rabbit holes here. So, That is, this is why, this is the reason why we experience the fear of success is because we then can so easily become a target for other people who haven't achieved the success that we have. And, you know, there's the verse in the Bible, to whom much is given, much will be required. And that is a very real thing. 
The more that you achieve, the better you get at something, the more there is required from you. So those are a couple reasons why we experience the fear of success when we are striving to overcome stuttering. It is, again, the higher you climb, the farther you might fall. So we kind of understand that. And then again, it makes you a target for people who don't want the best for you. And there's one more quick reason I want to mention here as well, and that has to do with self-sabotage. Another reason that we fear success is that we feel like we don't deserve it. And this is where we often engage in self-sabotage. We treat ourselves with contempt and dishonesty, right? We treat ourselves as if we are unworthy of achieving success in life. And then that's just, if that is a roadblock that you keep running into, that is a part of, it's a facet of this fear of success. You don't feel like you deserve it. And this comes back to, so we could actually and then bring this into, okay, how do you overcome that fear? How do you rise above the fear of success? And Jordan Peterson in his rule, in, in his book, The 12 Rules for Life, one of the rules is treat yourself like someone you are responsible for helping. It's just a great rule. And like we're all messed up human beings, but it's up to you and I to push past it, to take care of ourselves and to support ourselves as if in the same way that we support other people we care about or even other pets we care about. Because there have been studies done on it where, where people, human beings, if a doctor gives a person medicine and say, take this at this time of the day, this many times a week. We as human beings are much, much worse at actually following through on that, and we're much less reliable than if a pet doctor says, here is the medication for your dog. Give the dog this every day, this time of the day, etc." We are so much better, generally, at making sure the dog gets the meds, but we don't really tend to do the same for ourselves, or we are much more unreliable to ourselves. And so this comes back to, again, this Jordan Peterson rule of treat yourself like someone you are responsible for helping. And that is really, I would say, how you overcome the fear of success is you start to understand your value to other people, your value to the world, that you don't need to self-sabotage. You don't have to fall into the trap of feeling like you don't deserve it. So all of this is kind of wrapped up inside of this fear of success. We do experience the fear of success, and often this can be the hidden culprit to so much of our growth is because whether we know it or not, we are actually often af more afraid to succeed than we'd like to admit. So it's very important that we're aware of it and that we then start to treat ourselves with less contempt, with more patience, with more mercy, and then that we realize that, look, I am capable of offering value to the world and to the people around me. And then once you start to believe that, you can then start to fend off those, those thoughts about the fear of success, the fear of sticking out, the fear of being the person that rises high and then has the potential to fall and land harder than perhaps you would have if you had just stayed the same. Now, with that in mind, that leads us perfectly to the final fear, which is the fear of change. The fear of change. So the fear of success and the fear of, of failure is very closely, it's, it's, it's like inside of this all-encompassing fear that wraps around all of these other fears, and that is simply the fear of change. 
the fear of change. So the fear of change is basically the fear of the unknown. It is the fear of your your own potential inadequacies in response to a change or in response to your desires. And it is also a fear of losing your comfort zone. So now, why do we experience the fear of change? Well, we're creatures of habit and change is a threat to our feeling of comfort, regardless of how bad our current situation is. At least it's familiar. That's kind of what we tell ourselves. You know, my situation is bad, but at least it's familiar. And we find comfort in that. That's often to our detriment. And we find comfort in that because we tend to believe that, as the saying goes, the devil I know is less dangerous than the devil I don't know. But that's often an illusion. Who said that the devil you know is actually safer and less lethal than the devil that you don't? That's a complete guess. And it's probably not true. And this is where I'm going to make a very, very important point about how to overcome the fear of change. This is like a life hack. If you want to overcome the fear of change, if you want to not just be the same person your entire life and you will actually want to create this ability to just transform yourself over and over again, then an important prerequisite to achieving that is you need to understand the risk of staying the same. In the book, uh, The Art of Nonconformity, where I first really heard these three fears listed out very neatly like this, a quote from that book is, the pain of making a change must become less than the pain of staying in the current situation. That's again a quote from Chris Guilbeau. The pain, of, the pain of making a change must become less than the pain of staying in the current situation. And that's when you change. And that's when you rise above that fear. And I'll give you a personal example. So for most of my life, I was living in the state of Pennsylvania here in the United States. And there came a point in about 2019 where I realized, look, I, need to, I, need, I just need to get out. I just need to move somewhere. My life was kind of lethargic. It wasn't really going anywhere. I was... I was just in the same old patterns and I wasn't really moving my life psychologically and and I just felt kind of lifeless during this time. And so it became very clear to me that, look, I need to do something. I need to perhaps move somewhere and just start fresh and restart. And what really made it possible for me to not only look at different places to move, but actually a few months later, pull the trigger and go ahead and move to the state of Colorado, which is where I live now. I moved here. I didn't know anybody when I moved, but I did it anyway. And do you know why I was able to do this? It's not because I'm, I was some type of brave person. And, I, you know, and I've gotten that before. People have told me, like, they hear that, that I moved here, didn't know anybody, 1,600 miles away from home. And they're like, oh, that's so brave. That's so cool. I'm like, it's not that brave. It's not that brave. And the reason I say it's not that brave is because the reason that I was able to do it and the reason I did it and I made the move is because I understood the risk of staying the same. I had reached a place where I legitimately was more terrified of staying the same in a small town in Pennsylvania than I was to move 1,600 miles away to Colorado where I didn't know anybody. I was more terrified of staying the same. And then once that became a reality... The decision was easy. That's how I overcame the fear of change. I understood that the risk of staying the same is not always less than the risk of moving. It's often the other way around. So 
I want to encourage you. Look, really analyze where you are, especially let's bring this back to speech and stuttering and becoming fluent. Really analyze it and think about what the risk is. Because as much as you hate stuttering and blocking, as much as you hate it, there is a sense of comfort with your current way of life. That's just the way our brains naturally work. But you need to be able to rise above that. And the way that you do that is that you mentally understand very, very powerfully that, look, I am actually more terrified to stay the same than I am to risk things, than I am to risk looking like a fool, than I am to risk going out and and embarrassing myself. I am more terrified of staying the same and doing the things I'm doing now than I am of whatever is out there in the unknown, whatever change could potentially happen. When the devil that you don't know becomes less dangerous perceptually than the devil you know, that's when the decision becomes easy and you don't have to fear change anymore. So I want to encourage you, my friend, don't fall into the traps of these fears. You've got, again, the fear of failure, the fear of success, and the fear of change, which again kind of wraps around everything. We need to be okay with change. And again, one more time, we become okay with changes when we realize that it's often an illusion to say that the devil I know is safer than the devil I don't. It's often the devil that you know is going to eat you alive. It's very insidious. It's going to eat away at you until maybe 10, 15, 20 years from now, you are going to feel completely dead psychologically and maybe even physically because you allowed the current state of affairs and the current way of life and the comfort that came along with that to just be the devil that you knew. But that actually ended up being more dangerous than if you had stepped out and approached the unknown and risen above the fear of change. So you can do it, my friend. I really hope you found this episode helpful. Be sure to leave a comment if you're on YouTube and let me know which one of these three fears spoke to you the most, which one of them you are going to work on overcoming. And I just love to hear kind of what your thought process is and and if this opened up any doors and really opened or turned on any light bulbs for you in your head as you were listening. I'd love to hear from you. So, all right, before we wrap it up, one more time, I do want to give you a gift. It's my Stop Stuttering Workshop. This is a free 45-plus minute training that you can find at speakyourmindmethod.com or just go to the link in the description if you're on YouTube and be sure to watch. But don't just watch it. Implement it. Go and put in the work and start to put that into your daily routine and make it a part of your daily life and really work on improving yourself. You don't need to fear the failure anymore. You don't need to fear the success either. And you definitely don't need to fear change because there's so much beauty out there. There's so much opportunity out there. And let's not get sucked into believing the lie that our current comfort zone is better than what we could be. All right. So thank you so much for watching. One more little final quote that I want to mention that I wrote down here is is a quote by Ralph Waldo Emerson, who is a 19th century poet and philosopher. And the quote is, always do what you're afraid to do. And I love that. Always do what you're afraid to do. It's a great rule for life, so go apply it. And I can't wait for you to really experience 
all of the success that you're going to because you you are going to rise above the fear, you are going to rise above the failure, and you're going to start putting yourself in situations that bring about change because you realize that it is very dangerous to stay the same, right? There's a risk in everything, but I hope that you choose the risk of moving to a better place instead of staying the same, all right? Thank you so much for watching. I will see you in the next episode.